On this episode, we're talking about three players that could win your league, and we're also, for the first time ever, diving into some 2024 rookies, some names to pay attention to as the dynasty season starts to kick into high gear. All that and more on this episode of the podcast. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It's Josh and Ben here on a Tuesday evening post-Monday Night Football where yet again more injuries have happened, depression has set in, we've won, we've lost, and we are here with you. (laughs) You lost, I won, there we go. This was one of... I'm trying to... This weekend was demoralizing for me fantasy-wise. I mean... Across double-digit G leagues, I got one victory in a team where I just sold all my contending pieces. Hmm. Because the team's bad. Love that. So, of course, they win in a week where... <laughs> I mean, I didn't just lose this week. Like, I got stomped everywhere. Yeah. Literally yeah. everywhere. I got just bullied. It was ugly. You did. And it was really funny because, um, you know, obviously we got the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl League, the league that is more valuable to us than any other. Um, the, the team just didn't quite have it this week. And not only that, um, the team you went up against scored the most points in the history of the league. Yeah. And it's a seven-year running league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was bad. In the seventh year, you just happened to go up against an absolute buzzsaw here in week 13. I I will say, I was not winning this week regardless in that league. No. However, however, Josh Allen is on by. Josh Jacobs on by. Um, Justin Jefferson coming off IR finally, praise the Lord, but he's on by <laughs> this week. Um, and Austin Eckler, I acquired him two weeks ago in this league and has put up a grand total of nine points combined <laughs> over those two weeks. So this is just wonderful for me. Can you oh. tell how happy I am? And in another one of our leagues, uh, one of our favorite leagues, uh, I, I, I've already secured the first round bye, so I guess it's kind of like a moot point this past week, but I just, I wanted a, at least a decent showing, perhaps, and I, I still got monkey stomped. I mean, it's... Ugh. Remember when I had an absolute meltdown that you acquired Austin Eckler? Yeah. I want to thank you, sir. You okay because now? Because you have saved me from myself. Pissed. The Everybody whole was so was mad. Pissed. Like, how Everybody do you get Eckler? So you, that's a ridiculous trade. <laughs> you got stupid value on him. You're just going to run away with the league now. I'm like, bro, I, I've gotten smoked the past two weeks because of Austin Eckler. <laughs> you acquire... Austin Eckler is I hate a him. curse on I hate you. him. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. 
loathe <laughs> entirely. If you've ever seen The Grinch, you'll know what I'm talking about. You <sighs> traded Nick Chubb in a first for Austin Eckler, only for him to enter your lineup, a team, mind you, that was a top three seed, and then he has submarined, submarined your lineup two weeks in a row. I mean, I didn't give up any points. I mean, I guess technically I did, did give not. up points because, like, Nick Chubb's out for the year, and I paid a first to go try to win a championship this year. I should have just kept the players I'd had because all of them have outscored Austin Eckler. It basically just increased your max points four number because Jeez. that that little weekly report that Sleeper gives you where it says, you know, here's how efficient you were with your start-sit decisions. Basically it now, Sleeper... Yep. Exactly. Sleeper's just looking at you saying, oh yeah, Ben can't pick his lineup right anymore because he went and got Austin Eckler. I hate my life. I just want to say, Jacob, I'm sorry. I was very mad at you because you took Ben's offer. I just want to say, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was unhappy. But I think you saved me from myself. Because now Ben is saddled with the curse that is Austin Eckler, and I dodged it. So I just want to say I'm and this sorry. This is I've lost multiple championships to Austin Eckler in the past. Finally, get him on the team, and he is the reason I'm losing once again. Except this time, he's on the team. Wouldn't it be absolutely poetic? And I hope this happens. I don't know if it will, but if we meet in the championship. And the reason why I beat you is because Austin Eckler's in your lineup and he sucks. Wouldn't that just you, be so great? You will watch this gentleman jump into an open <laughs> into an active volcano. That's what you'll watch. Oh man! Oh, what a so week! So I'm not what doing well. In case you guys are wondering, you're mentally unwell. Is what you're trying. I am to say. broken. I am a broken man. <laughs> we haven't even hit playoffs yet. Who uh there were there were quite a few injuries this week. I didn't um, even have anybody get hurt. <laughs> you didn't. This feels like Nobody the first week hurt. in forever <laughs> where we dodged the injury bullet. It feels like every week there's been a homing device on the, injury, the bullet, injury bullet and it has and still got whooped. And <laughs> it's because of Austin Eckler, man, I'm telling you. It's the curse of Eckler. Austin, if you're listening, I hope you don't ever come to South Carolina. Don't do it. <laughs> I got people at the border waiting for you, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Shall we hop into the news? Let's do it. We'll run through these because every single piece of news is injury-related. So we're just going to go boom, boom, boom on these things. It's all bad. Um, Trevor Lawrence sustained a high ankle sprain Monday night. Honestly, the way that play went, it's it's a blessing. It's just a high ankle sprain because that could have been an ACL very easily. Yeah. He's only going to miss a few weeks. So, could have been much worse. He, I mean, that that leg just got pretzeled underneath him, and a fat man fell on him, and he turned out to only have sprained it. Uh, good for him. I still feel like he's going to... I've seen reports like, we're not ruling him out for next week. I'm like, there's no way the dude... dude he couldn't walk he's out on miss. his own power. It, Did no. you see where like he had to walk like off the field, like all the way down the tunnel, and they didn't have a cart? He had to walk a mile. That's the, that's the franchise just, quarterback right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't you like, get no, this man a cart? one leg over to the x-ray room. <laughs> DK Metcalf could get a cart so he could poop. I mean, we could get a cart for Trevor Lawrence whose leg snapped. 
<laughs> DK was DK had a turtle head going on, and and <laughs> Trevor quite literally could not walk. D- did you see where were you watching the game when it happened? Yeah. Did you see where they they initially cut to him going into the tunnel, and then they cut back later, and he was still walking? And I mean, <laughs> it was a very going. long time. <laughs> Someone go help this man. It was a substantial amount of time, and he was still walking to the point that I had forgotten about it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's still going!" It's like watching a turtle <laughs> just just creep along. Get him a, a a razor scooter or something like. <laughs> It was rough. Uh, Christian Kirk, in that game as well, suffered a core injury. He's going to miss multiple First play weeks. Of the game. Yeah. Maybe. You know a fun can, we, fact? can we finally get Ridley the ball? Is that is that possible? You know where I was going with this. You want to know something <laughs> really fun? Christian really Kirk like caught one pass. No, no, no. I'm, Christian Kirk caught one pass on the first play of the game, and he had more yards than Ridley, who played the entire rest of the game. Yep. <laughs> I, I believe that. Oh, yikes. It is quite foolish. Calvin really is incapable of doing good things when one other of their three receivers is out. Yeah, that's right. Zay Jones is out. <laughs> Calvin gets two catches a week. Can't do it. I don't know, Christian man. Kirk goes out. I don't know. Calvin can't do anything. I don't understand. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson also suffered a high ankle sprain. He's probably going to miss a few weeks. Um, if you were counting oh, on good. him for the your playoff Oh, good. The worst offense runs, in the league loses their best player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure. I mean, I know waivers have already run, but I'm not even sure Zeke Elliott is worth rostering with this news either. Like, it's it's bad. They may not score again this year. They may not. They really might not. I think they have their I what was it? Their defense in the last four weeks has held opponents under ten points each week and they've lost all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think all the past the past uh three weeks I, I think I saw that stat it was like they've given up twenty six points. That's incredible. And they <laughs> And they're 0 and three. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um Pukunakua suffered an AC joint sprain. He got absolutely murdered. I don't know if you saw the play or not, but he died. Lucky to be alive, he ceased, really. He ceased to exist on the play where he injured his AC joint. But good news is he's probably going to play in week 14. So he's fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it looked rough, but he dodged a bullet there. Um, okay. Derrick Henry is not in the concussion protocol after it was reported that he was. Um... It did sort of look like he got knocked out big. on the field a little bit. You, they Apparently didn't knock out Derrick Henry, trust me. I saw. I watched the clip this afternoon because I just saw it pull up on Twitter. Because somebody was like, how the heck is he not in the protocol? And I watched the clip, and his arms went limp. I mean, he got knocked out for a second there. And apparently he's not concussed. He's too big. They didn't knock him out, trust me. That's he Derrick like, Henry. No, fine. You don't knock out Derrick Henry. I, he knocks you I, out. I guess not. I guess I guess they were like, uh, we're gonna have to do some uh, some protocols here for the concussion, and he was like, no, you don't. I'm fine. What are you gonna you gonna make him, Derek? You're, yeah, are we're you requiring gonna, you. No. I'm are you going. gonna make him do his ABCs? No. He said, I don't think so. That that is a big man. Like if you're going to make him <laughs> go in concussion protocol, 
Like, you have to bring Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, and DK Metcalf with you to, like, we have to take him. As enforcers? I don't know how we're going to do it, but <laughs> that's a big dude. That's a big man. Um, Christian Watson is going to miss probably the rest of the fantasy football season with a hamstring injury. Um, it was kind of finally clicking with Jordan Love. Jordan Love's been balling low-key. He has. He really, and it's been Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Christian Watson's been stepping up. They've been doing all this without Aaron Jones, too. That's kind of the fantastic thing about this. Aaron Jones, look, you're kind of a little washed. Don't say that too loud. He might be. <laughs> A.J. Dillon hasn't exactly been lighting it up either. He's been he's been playing well, that like grinder role. A.J. Dillon, role, in the past couple of years, like everybody's like, oh, as if Aaron Jones ever misses time or this is finally the year they're going to get rid of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon's going to be the guy. And, like, this is like three years in a row we've been saying this. It's not happening. A.J. Dillon is not the guy. He's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. He's not. Um, Kenny Pickett, he suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. He's already had surgery. He had surgery on Monday. I think it was a tightrope surgery. He's going to miss a few weeks. Um, great. Derek Carr was carted off with a concussion. We have three starting quarterbacks out this week. I I don't hate Derek Carr. I want to say that, and I don't wish anything bad on him. But aren't you so excited for Jameis Winston? For fantasy purposes, Jameis Winston is so much better. Yes. Like, Chris Olave may get like 15 targets a game. Chris Olave might have 150 yards this week. Yeah. I do not wish Would anything start... bad on Derek Carr, but I hope Jamison Williams starts. Or James Are you starting? Winston. Are you starting Chris Olave or Jalen Waddle this week? Now, with the news that Jamis Winston Chris will start. Olave. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was probably starting Olave over him anyway, but. Yeah. I... I keep waffling. I keep going back and forth on because those two are identical to me. Where it's like, any given week, I have no idea. But it's any given week. But I feel like Olave just with him actually being his team's number one just is a little bit safer or more reliable to do it. Whereas like, it's probably true. Like Tyreek Hill just has his week. Like all right, Tyreek's gonna get eighteen targets this week. Jalen, you get yeah. three. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, Olave just doesn't score. If he would score, like, I don't know, seven touchdowns in a season, you'd feel better about it. But, like, he's, I mean, he's got, like, three or something right now. He might score now. He could, he could still get to 17. I mean, seven, sorry. But he's <laughs> not getting to 17. Touchdowns. He will get Holy to 17 crap. touchdown guys. Yeah, no. Um, final piece here. We saved the best for last. Uh, Tank Dell. The sun that shone so bright, he broke his leg, and apparently not only that, he had to get surgery on his ankle, or is scheduled to get surgery on his ankle as well. So it wasn't just a clean leg break, there was some ankle issues in there as well. Um, He's out for the year. Note to self, don't put the 165 receiver in the middle of, 165 pound receiver in the middle of a goal line scrum. Yeah, I... I had that thought when I saw it happen. They were on like the two-yard line. Damian Pierce scored on the play. And, you know, all the big the big hog mollies move out of the way. 
And then there's just this little, tiny little child laying down in the middle of the pile, and it's Tank Dell. And you realize, hmm, one of these is not like the others. Maybe we should not have had him run blocking on the goal line. You should not have. He's too small. <laughs> have that man on the outside running a decoy route and uh, bring in a tight end or something. I don't know, but... Yeah. Sucks. He's been... It does suck. Absolutely dominating with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's been awesome for fantasy. He's one of my waiver wire pickups wonders of the year. And I, I really hope this doesn't slow him down too much. It's, I mean, it's going to hurt losing Tank Dale. We'll see how much. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really miss a step after Tank Dale left. Uh, Nico Collins ended up with dang near 200 no, it, yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy... Obviously, things will things will probably change. I mean, a little next season because it always does. Like, like say with Patrick Mahomes, like he's not going to have that fifty four hundred yards and fifty touchdowns like he did because defenses figure him out. You play diff- play him differently now, but it's like every drive. Sleeper, I don't know if you, how you have your settings, but sleeper on my phone. Like whenever one of my players makes a big play, it gives me like a little update. Like so and so just did this, gained. 30 yards yep. or something like that. I'm like, it is every drive for the Texans. I get one of those little pings. CJ Stroud just made a big play. Pass to Nico Collins for 27 yards. Pass to Tank Dale for 37 yards. I mean, every drive. Yeah. No, he <clears throat> he has created a vortex there in Houston where they're going to be a top five passing offense for the foreseeable future. Yeah. We're going to look at his number one receiver. And I say this hesitantly because I don't, I don't want you to miss what I'm trying to say. We're going to look at his number one receiver as like the Joe Burrow's number one receiver. And by that, I don't, I don't mean they're Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase is a one-of-one. One. But I just mean like we're going to be throwing that guy, whoever that guy is, into wide receiver one must start top 12 no, I, guy every single week kind of territory. I, I do get it. Like they don't, they don't have a player – of Jamar Chase's caliber because I mean really who does Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase right but it's he's so good that whoever that guy is that needs to be that's his number one target is not Jamar Chase like we're not saying he's better than Jamar Chase but he needs to be in the like a top 10 receiver because he's playing with CJ and maybe they draft somebody right and we're going to talk about some rookies later on the show. Maybe they draft one of these receivers we're going to mention. And again, you know, I don't think it will happen. He asserts himself. But your boy here is so hopeful they not. go get T. Higgins in free agency. I I honestly don't think they will, but it is a dream that I have. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine they might. They still very well might. And it's going to be a great passing offense. So I don't know. We'll see. But. C.J. Stroud is absolutely fantastic. Nice little tangent there. Um, Okay, we've got league winners, and we've got a little bit of a prospect breakdown here on the episode. How about we hop into some league winners? I like it. We're going to talk a little sunshine and rainbows here for a little bit. If you were. Kicking things off. We've got three names, and... Yeah. Three names, and then kind of a, a, a bonus name here. Um, Kyron Williams, I, it's, we've talked about his dynasty value, but I think what cannot be overstated is 
his redraft value, or at least what he's going to be this year and for the rest of this year. He's been fantastic. I'm going to read off a couple stats. Let me know how these land for you. Before his injury, he was the RB4 in points scored. Since he came back, granted it's been two weeks, he is the RB1. And he played 94% of snaps in week 13. So he's getting all the work. He's scoring touchdowns. And he's in an offense that apparently is capable of scoring 30-plus points every single week. And his playoff schedule is not bad. It's not. I haven't. I didn't actually look. I should have done that. I really should have looked at so the playoff schedules for all this these coming guys. week. Is a little bit tough. It's Baltimore, but after that, they go Washington, New Orleans, and the Giants. I'll take that. That's very that. nice. Even those guys who have Cooper Cup, I'm one of them. I'm You're one, one of them. Um. You know, if you can skate by this week, like, for example, in the granddaddy of them all, this is week 14 is the final week before playoffs start. So week 15 is the first playoff week. The Ravens matchup is obviously terrible, but it's not a playoff matchup. So if you can survive, maybe figure out some other option for Cooper Cup this week, then you go in week 15 against Washington, which is a fantastic matchup. Maybe you can play Cooper Cup then and all your Rams then, and it's just sunshine and roses. I'm excited about that. Washington don't scare me. I Fingers crossed. But anyway, yeah, Kyron Williams came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere, and he has been incredible, and he's going to continue to be incredible unless something very drastically changes. Speaking of C.J. Stroud... Yeah, speaking of, this is the C.J. Stroud boost, the Tank Dell injury boost. It really is. It's Nico Collins. Uh, Even with Tank Dell, well, I mean, Tank Dell played two snaps or something like that this past Sunday, so bear that in mind. But over his past four games, Nico Collins, his finishes in half PPR, the wide receiver 11, the wide receiver 28, the wide receiver 6, and the wide receiver 4. And Tank Dell just exited the offense. So I think you're going to see Nico Collins getting targeted 10-plus times per game. And in that offense, with that quarterback, you can do the math. Yeah, this one, like we said, kind of low-hanging fruit. He's a wide receiver 11 right now, and the wide receiver one from their offense just left. So like you said, C.J. Stroud's number one receiver. I want whoever that is. And right now it is Nico Collins. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, they're going to get other guys involved. It won't just be Nico. It's not like he's just going to have a homing device on Nico Collins. I mean, they're going to get Dalton Schultz. They're going to get Robert Woods. They're going to get – what's the dude that was injured that came from the Cowboys? I cannot remember his name. No, no, no. No, no, no. Crap. (laughs) I can't remember his name for the life of me. Uh, It doesn't matter. You're going to have other names – get involved here in the offense so nico collins i think will just be sort of the the tip of the spear a little bit but if you've got him i would be excited uh last name here before we get into the bonus and this should come as a surprise to absolutely nobody 
Devon Achan, um, this sounds incorrect, but I promise you it is true. Every game he has played more than 10% of the snaps, he has scored 20-plus fantasy points in half PPR scoring. That cannot be true, and yet it is. He's also scored a touchdown in every game he has finished the game healthy. That is wild. I still have to plant my flag here. This efficiency cannot keep going. It can't. Well, funny you should mention that because the efficiency did come down to earth a little bit this past week. He just yeah, happened he scored to score two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. I would consider that still part of it. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, yes, two touchdowns is not going to happen every single week. But, like, can he score a touchdown every week? Yeah. David Montgomery scores a touchdown every week. That's and we and I think we just expect that. But like with this Dolphins offense, they get the ball to their playmakers. They score a lot of points. And Devon A. Chain is just a freak. So I don't know. Like I don't think you can predict with certainty he's going to score every week. But like if you had to bet on it, like right now, if I were to go bet on Devon A. Chain scoring a touchdown, I would bet that he would score at least one touchdown this upcoming week. Um, am I going to bet that he's going to have 200 yards rushing every week? No, because that is ridiculous. But, like, can he have, you know, 70 yards rushing and a touchdown plus another 20 yards receiving? Yeah. My – and, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's It's hard to predict, but he's been doing it so far. Only thing of note is his playoff schedule, not amazing. No, Tennessee, not. which some leagues start their playoffs this week, some some leagues don't. Um, so Tennessee this week, week 14, they can be stingy. Then you get the Jets in week 15. Jets are very good. Um, then Dallas, then Baltimore. So three top-level defenses. My pushback. But... He's been doing it so yeah. far. I, <clears throat> yeah, he is very tough. And we've talked about it at length, about just like how difficult it is to project him week to week. Because you're right, he has been incredibly efficient. And he's been in an offense that is like historically efficient, running the ball and passing. But at the same time, it just keeps happening. And like... Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Kind of thing. Like, if it keeps happening, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, I would be foolish not to just say, okay, he's really good, and and just kind of leave it at that. I know I know you're far more in on him than I am, so I, I'll, I will cede this to you. Yeah, I have always been in on him. It's the one flag plant that I can feel like, okay, it worked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know exactly how that happened. I was on an island there, but I guess it worked. So far, so far I've been wrong. He's probably going to break his leg next week. I don't I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't wish that on him. I'm just saying my luck my luck is so bad. I haven't seen my luck, then. That's probably what's going to happen. 
Um, our our <laughs> our bonus name here is one Bijan Robinson. Since you are our resident Atlanta Falcon, give us the case for. I make the, I made the case here because when we were putting this list together, you were like, "Well, you drafted Bijan high." I'm like, "Yes, yes, you did." But when you drafted Bijan, you were hoping for Christian McCaffrey, not what he has been, which is still a running back twelve, but just not what you're hoping for. However, however, his usage has seen a steady increase. He's getting over twenty touches a game now, which he has not been doing previously throughout this season, and just plus, playoff schedule is great. So maybe, you know, people have been low on him, but I think he is going to finish this season hot as a firecracker. With his usage up, he gets Tampa, Carolina, Indianapolis, and Chicago. Especially those last two weeks are juicy championship matchups. And if Bijan's getting twenty over 20 yeah. touches a game, he's going to pop off. That's the contingent piece. Is it is his usage going to be what you would expect? And if it is, I agree. He's going to be absolutely insane. And it has been trending up. Like, I don't know what was said inside the building. But Somebody sat Arthur down and said, "If I usage. ever see that happen again, you're not going to get fired. You're going to get executed. <laughs> what's going to happen? You're going to get a firing squad." <laughs> Now we need somebody yeah, to have that same uh, maybe conversation Blank with him about there. Kyle Pitts. Then we'll be golden. Yeah, the the owner came in there. Mister Blank said, "I know you're the heir to FedEx, but I will end your. I'm life still worth if more money. Do not than start you using all these high draft picks." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "You're still a little man on campus when it comes to me." Uh, yeah, his his usage has kind of taken a big jump up and to the right, which is good to see. That's what we've been waiting for. I'm happy. I finally got Bijan in. We might have mentioned this on the pod. I finally got Bijan a few weeks ago. In one league, only league I've got him. I'm just happy. I'm happy to have him. How nice did it feel once you got him and then he immediately went and scored like seven points? No, he. I think the first week I got him, he scored like 25. <laughs> it was great. I was like, yes, oh, okay. here we go. This is what I was hoping for. <laughs> this past week he sucked, but I already locked up a playoff spot, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, free and clear. He's probably going to be the RB1. Also the got Alvin Kamara in the deal, like, so well, felt okay with it. Golly. It's a big it I remember big this. I remember you talking about this deal. You went after it. You had to pay up to get it. Didn't you pay, was it a bunch of draft capital? Is that Mostly draft capital, like three first-rounders and Khalil Shakir, and I got Bijan and um, Alvin Kamara. That's right. And that, What's crazy is the guy week, I traded Bijan, I got Bijan from, point week. he's a rebuilder, and he proceeded to beat me the next week <laughs> because of Khalil Shakir. Because <laughs> <laughs> Khalil Shakir went and had 30 <laughs> points on you. That's uh. so good. Uh, all right. Speaking of rebuilders, I guess sh- sh- we should talk about a couple of these 2024 college football's not over. Um, it is time to talk. Yeah, dynasty. we haven't watched any. We haven't watched any film. This is sort of the. These are the names you should be watching out for. We'll get into them in much more depth in the off season. But for now, these are some names that you should just have on your radar. 
uh, as yeah, we get into dynasty season. Rankings. Yeah. So we uh, we sorted these names into some tiers again, preliminary. But uh, lead us off, Ben. Just hit us with tier one. Who hops into that top tier in Superflex? Tier one, rankings? if if you've played Dynasty for a year, you you still will know these names. These names are not surprising at all. It is Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. Uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned this. I wasn't paying a ton of attention. I'm sorry. But... Uh, uh, we are doing this based on Superflex, so these are Superflex rankings. Even with it being Superflex, I got Marvin Harrison Jr. right next to Caleb Williams. I think he is an absolutely smash, can't-miss prospect up there with the likes of Jamar Chase, Calvin Johnson, those level of prospects. I mean, he is size, speed, route running, hands, He's the entire package. He's going to step onto an NFL team and immediately be their wide receiver one. And then Caleb yeah. Williams, I mean, there's not much to say. He is people people throw the term around Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to say it yet, but I mean he is he's something that could be special at the at the NFL level with in terms of his arm talent, his ability to make plays off schedule. Um He's he's very mobile, um, yeah. He's just he's a total package at quarterback. Yeah, I just really hope, I really hope that Caleb Williams goes to a situation where he's going to have a coach that can, like, mold him, that can refine the rough edges because there are some rough edges, but just the New England, the talent is so obvious. Oh, God. You just want him to go to a place. Like, I saw it floated out there this past week that um, the Chicago Bears would have interest in Eric Bieniemy. If Eric Bieniemy is the Bears coach and they take Caleb Williams oh at one, gosh. that would be ideal. Just a, a guy who can mold this freak of nature talent into an NFL stud. I, You just don't. He's so good. There's so much there. You just hope that it gets maximized because he is a true freak of nature. He's he's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree. At tier one, I don't I just don't think there's much to talk about. Like we know we know who's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, tier two, we've got three names in there right now. Again, this will most likely oh, yeah. change. So you put an asterisk in all these tiers. But anyways, in tier two right now, we have Drake May. Brock Bowers, and wide receiver from LSU, Malik Neighbors. I will be honest, I'm not 100% sold on Drake May. I don't know if I love him yet. Um, but just as a prospect, I mean, he's big, he's mobile, he's the prototypical NFL build. NFL scouts like him. Obviously, I don't love his college tape record. We'll see. I mean, I. it's, it's so much harder for people like us to evaluate quarterbacks like you can watch film and yeah. tape and stuff like that, and even people like us who are not—we're not talent scouts by any means—but it's easy to easier to evaluate evaluate receivers, running backs, things like that, because you can look at the athletic talent and the speed and all this stuff on tape and the competition, and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's good. It is there's so much more that goes into evaluating quarterbacks. So even though like I may personally not like some of the things I see. 
I'm not a quarterback evaluator. So if the NFL guys and the guys who do this and get paid lots of money to do this come out here and say Drake May is legit, they like this guy, I'm okay with it. Like, I'll, I'll be in on him. Yeah, I mean, if you watch any amount of game film from Drake May, and I happen to be a NC State fan, and so we get to play Carolina every year. So I have seen Drake May play State twice now. And in both games, for and some of this is just due to the fact State does have a very good college defense. So I don't know. Do with that information what you will. But Drake May, for long stretches in these games that I have seen, he's looked pretty rough, but there's always a flash or a, a three or four play sequence, a single play where it's like, oh my goodness, I get it. I understand why everybody's drooling over this guy because he'll make a throw that nobody should be able to make. He'll put a ball in a place that it's like, that was oh, ridiculous. He, he's got a Justin Herbert and, arm. Dude, he's got more than a Justin Herbert arm. He's whoa, got whoa, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's is, back off. Have you ever seen if, Justin if Herbert throw football? If you can unlock this one... I've seen I that have, man almost but kill if you Keenan can Allen unlock a few this times. Guy, <laughs> if you can unlock this guy, if you can polish this diamond successfully, it's Josh Allen. That's... That is like the high end of what he could be. No, and he's got rushing ability too. Is, that's, is he exactly? That people don't tend to talk about. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he's not a one for one, but like if it if it goes right, if everything goes according to plan, he is Josh Allen. He's crazy, crazy good. So, granted, it could also still not work out, and he could not pan out. But the tools are there, so I get it. Exactly. It could not go according to plan, but if it does, he's going to be freaky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brock oh. Bowers. Oh. Let me read off his stats. Oh. Oh. Um, he's played three seasons. He's a tight end, mind you. Um, his freshman season, he went 56 for 882 yards and 13 touchdowns. Good Lord. His sophomore season, he went 63 catches for 942 yards, seven touchdowns, another 100 yards, and three uh, three touchdowns rushing. This year, factoring in the injury, he is 56 for 7, 14, and 6, another touchdown rushing. That's not bad. Sweet goodness. That's not bad. Sweet goodness. Whew. He's freaky, Ben. Yeah, people and... By the end of this process, we may have him up there too. He could get into the tier one, like the one oh three behind Marvin Harrison. Like he's that good. Especially in like a tight end premium league. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean his his value at the next level is gonna come down to where does he land? Because tight end value at the NFL level, in my mind, is largely based on what sort of offense are you going into. Are you going to an offense where they utilize the tight end in the pass game? If they do, you would be a fool to draft Brock Bowers and not use him in the pass game, but we have seen it happen with the Falcons. I, I was just about to say... Where you draft a guy high and don't use him. I was him. just about to say that exact same thing. Like, if you, you're not drafting Brock Bowers not to use him. I'm like, well, hold on, Arthur Smith... 
Yeah, <sighs> it could happen. I hope it doesn't. But 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 Bowers is that kind of talent where like he could he, he could can be break fantasy special. football. He could. Um, Malik Neighbors is also Love in this Malik tier Neighbors. for us, and this this season. You were, I think you were higher on him earlier than I was, but I, I've watched a little I've, I've bit. I've been on Malik since going into this offseason. He he was very high, so not that you were wrong or to brag, but I'm just like, I I like Malik Labors. I've liked him for a while. I think he's really good. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this season he's currently sitting on 86 for 1,546 and 14. Yeah, he put up, he put up Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham numbers at LSU. Yeah, um, he has, well, his worst game this season was week one against Florida State was eight, uh, six for 67. That's worst case. He has That's three games worst. this year. Yeah, he's got three games this year under 100 I yards. Liked, I liked three him. under 100 yards. I liked, uh, now this is, this is going back a while, and obviously it changed once everything went south, but I liked Kayshawn Boutte. And I, I thought it was like because Jaden Daniels is bad, like that's why he's not succeeding. No, Jaden Daniels was really good this year, and much can be attributed to Malik Neighbors and him being awesome. Yeah, and Malik Neighbors outproduced Kayshawn Boutte last year at LSU too. Yeah. So Malik Neighbors, Malik Neighbors he's, is legit. he's a different animal. Yeah, he's also six foot, two hundred pounds, so he's that height and weight. So he's that built you would like, like Chase. your outside wide receivers. Why? Yeah, he's built like Chase. He, LSU keeps doing this. They they get he's that gonna receiver. Be They've gone from Odell yeah. to Chase no, if to he neighbors. Goes and like, runs, how are you getting the same guy every time? If he goes and runs a high four three, low four four at the combine, it's <laughs> it's over. <laughs> He's gonna be he's gonna be freaky. You're gonna have to talk me off a cliff um, not to put so yeah. him in tier one. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm not taking him over Marvin Harrison, but good yes. lord. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. In tier three, we've got uh, what do we have? Four names, five names. Um since it's super flex, we have Michael Penix in here. Um, there's a, there's a, I feel like there's a lot I don't of quarterbacks know how you feel about that people will talk about. Like, I I'm not I'm still not a huge fan yeah. of Jaden Daniels as a pro pos- prospect, but with his rushing ability, I love him for fantasy. You got Michael Penix and like people talk about like Bo Nix and stuff too. Obviously, Gamecock fan. I like Spencer Rattler. I mean, I I like his talent, just pure talent. Like he can he yeah. can throw off platform and spin the ball like a off-brand Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like in the third round of rookie drafts, somebody, an NFL team's going to take a shot on him. So I feel like in your third round rookie drafts, you yeah. can get him too. Yeah, some of this is, I don't know how you feel about it, but there are three quarterbacks that I think have somewhat separated themselves from the pack in terms of projecting them to the NFL. Um, J.J. McCarthy has not shown anything to me that says he's a great I've NFL never quarterback. I've McCarthy. Jaden Daniels, yeah, Jaden Daniels is an interesting, he's an interesting prospect because there's tools there, but I think some of it is he's playing for LSU. He's in an offense that just sort of leans into what he does well. And like, yes, he's putting up 
ridiculous numbers, and he might win the Heisman for all we know. But I'm not sold yet on him as at the next level. Bo Nix as well. Like he's in a very friendly offense. The throws that he makes are easy. Yeah. I I just haven't seen him have to like pick apart a defense and do it successfully for a whole game. This this feels um, like a cop out because I don't know. I think they could truly win a game with me at starting an NFL quarterback and hear me out. But <laughs> and I'm not saying they should get rid of their current starter, but like obviously based on what's happened, Bo Nix is an awesome system quarterback. If you put him in like San Francisco or somebody like that, I think he is probably more talented than than Brock Purdy or somebody like that. Like I feel like Shanahan you put him yeah. in a system that works like that, he would be really well. But there's caveats because obviously he has to go to a system like that to succeed. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of asterisks next to uh, a lot of these names. I think Penix feels like the guy that is the most projectable. He's got a big arm. He's produced more than one season. Um, He produced at Indiana before he even went to Washington. He was putting up crazy numbers. He dealt with a lot of injuries. He goes to Washington, and then for two straight years, I mean, he's years, got he's Washington as ridiculous. potentially the best team. Like, people got Michigan at one. Yeah. I, I honestly think Washington deserves to be in that one slot because they have played the hardest schedule in the country. They have put up better numbers than like yep. every other team in the playoff, like offensively, all this stuff. So harder schedule, plus they're putting up better numbers. Like they legitimately should be the number one team. Yeah. I it some a lot of this will depend on what is what are our combine numbers that we're working with. Um, you know, you don't want to put too much stock into a pro day, but like, what are what's the arm strength here? Like, truly, how freaky are these guys? And that might separate a little bit. And obviously, we're gonna we're just gonna rip into these dudes over the next few months as we sort of like nitpick every little thing. Um, but yeah, Penix looks very good. Um, Handful of receivers. A, a four pack of receivers. There's so many receivers. This is, this is here. a great but receiver. The four class. names. It's fantastic. Um, I think the four other names that could be potentially fantasy valuable here are Xavier Worthy, Emeka Abuka, Keon Coleman, and Rome Adunze. Um,. I think all four of them could end up being wide receiver ones at the NFL level. I will throw another name. This is going to be another again. It's a <laughs> you're going to call me a homer, but legitimately the guy could be as talked about as a first round pick. But Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, six foot three, big, got a vertical. Yeah. He's going to run a four three forty at the combine. He put up huge numbers in a terrible offense with Spencer Rattler. I, I mean, he's potentially going first round. Like, can you imagine the Chiefs get him, like, late first? Yeah. Yeah. Height, weight, speed freak. I think the one name that will get talked down in the draft process is Xavier Worthy. He's 170 pounds. What he do doesn't do? have just, like, goofy numbers. Yeah, but Tank Dell had two straight seasons of 1,300 That's yards true. in That's college. True. And Xavier Worthy, Xavier Worthy, on a playoff team – Texas is 12 and 1. He hasn't yet hit 1000 yards. So, 
maybe I mean by the time the season's over he'll hit a thousand. But like you know, I, it's just not quite that same level of freaky. I, I, I think you know? I agree. I like I like Coleman. I like Ibuka all better than him right now. But he's I mean he's a good player. He's in this conversation with those guys. Yeah. The other guy here is Roman Dunze, the wide receiver one for Washington. And he has put together a couple pretty crazy seasons for the Huskies. Um, Let's see, last year it was 75 for 1,145 yards and seven touchdowns. This year he upped it. It's 81 for 1,428 yards and 13 touchdowns. Um, He also is 6'3", 215. So he checks the measurables boxes. There's a lot of big physical receivers in this class. Um, yeah. There were not receivers checking the measurables boxes in this past, the 2023 class, and there were still quite a few guys that came out and have been really, really good. So if like, we can get some guys them, that check that wide Johnston. receiver one prototype. <laughs> Almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of them have been very, very good. And the one guy... The the one guy who fit the wide receiver one prototype, the guy sucks. who went the rest of them are the, great. The, the most prototypical and went to the best situation is the worst in the class. Who'd have thunk it? Um, <laughs> yeah. So beyond this tier three, there's a lot of names at running back, and it is it's not, it's not murky waters. I mean, here. there will there will be one or two guys. I mean, like there there always are. That'll end up, you know, either a good situation or like they pop. You're like, oh shoot, I didn't realize this guy ran a four three or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oof. there's one name that over the past couple of weeks, as I've been looking at these running backs, trying to figure out which one is actually going to be good because I think there will still end up being a couple of these guys that end up being fantasy relevant. Um. The problem is there's a lot of names, and I don't know that all these guys will translate. Um, the names we've got here, Jonathan Brooks, Marshawn Lloyd, um, Blake Corum, Trey Benson, Travion Henderson, um, Mayan Williams. They're, I'm, not, I'm not fully sure or convinced that any of these guys are going to be impactful NFL running backs. There's one name, though out of this group that I think could be really good. The problem is Jonathan Brooks just tore his ACL this season for Texas. But prior to tearing his ACL, uh, he had 1,100 yards, 25 catches for 286 yards, 11 total touchdowns. So there's something there. He also is, uh, what is he, six foot, 207 pounds is what he's listed at. But he at. may not be ready for starting next season. Yes, we're probably we're not going to get combine numbers from him. He's probably going to slip in the draft. He might be like a third round, maybe a fourth round pick. Maybe so he flies out on the draft radar capital and will steal. be interesting with him. Exactly, he could be. Uh, I don't know what 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 would a comp be for somebody like that, but I I got to do more in depth stuff. I haven't watched a ton of film on him. So I don't I don't yeah. have my I don't have my comp yet. I I don't dislike Travion Henderson. I think he's kind of a thumper, but I mean could be good. Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, he's just dealt with so many injuries. 
yeah, Lloyd's good. A lot of these guys could yeah. turn into Lloyd something. Lloyd was and I think a five star coming out of high school. Um, tore his ACL his yeah. freshman year at South Carolina. Then I mean, after that, he really struggled to get back from the ACL second year, and then the offense. You know, his third year was just absolutely abysmal. So he transfers to USC, Southern Cal, not the real USC, which is South Carolina. <laughs> transfers to Southern Cal and finally gets to show what he's got. So I, I do think he's a good player, super talented coming out of high school, but there's a lot of questions about him. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of these guys, it's going to come down to combine numbers and draft capital, and that will sort of – That'll sort all these yeah, you names. Will, you'll know what you be. should look for in running backs. You'll find it, but there's no there's no blue chip prospect this year. Like there's no Brees Hall, there's no Bijan, there's there's not even a, a Gibbs or a Kenneth right. Walker this year. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes. So uh, I think that, that about wraps up this prospect breakdown. Is there anybody else we want to talk uh, about? I'm sure there's more names that will come up. There's a lot As of names. We, go, we will do another rookie draft kit again, so you will get more, far more in-depth breakdowns. We will go into it much more in the offseason. This is kind of just the preliminary. Here's the top guys. Here's some names to keep look keep a lookout for. Just to just to get the bug in your ears and get the get the dynasty wheels churning. Yeah. In the meantime, playoffs are coming. Uh, if they haven't started for you already. I think I think for a lot of people they start this coming week or week fifteen. Yeah, right? usually. It it depends on like if they do how many teams they do and if they do like the first round by. Yeah. I got a first round by. It's like it's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. The playoffs are on their way. I'm probably not gonna and, win uh, anything this year. I I am also in the same sort of thing where it's I'm trying to temper expectations and just be ask me ask I don't me two know, three like, weeks ago surprised if I it goes felt well okay I'm like oh yeah I got some I got some dudes I got some squads the past two weeks have been brutal for me yeah I haven't had a single like dominant team this year there's been quite a few teams I th- in the mix just I not thought one I was going to have some dominant teams separated, I really did. You know? And then all I've turned out is like I've got some pretty good teams. They're yeah. good. Yeah, they went, it's you've got good players, weeks, but but I don't know if I don't know if it's an all the way sort of yeah. team yet. None um, I feel confident in. We'll see. We we shall see. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, or yeah, we'll. I think we'll see you guys. I, next I hope week. so. Some trash cans. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Unless uh, there's another serious injury, and we actually do take ourselves up on the offer to jump yep, off a bridge, this is, this is it. We'll 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 put something on the Instagram story <laughs> to let you know it's coming. Maybe uh maybe a link to the live stream. Yeah, uh yeah. So if if uh, you're checking us out on audio, rate us and review us wherever you're listening to the show. It helps us out a ton. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit the little notification bell there so that you can be notified whenever we go live or when an episode is posted. And uh, that'll do it from us. We'll see you in the next one.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.